0: I always like to start our our, our service with a testimony, amen, to encourage the might of Christ. I got Sister Iris. Let's give her a hand. Amen. Bring it up. Hallelujah. Good
1: morning, church. Hallelujah. I just want to say that I love God, and I am so in awe of everything that he has done in my life. He has pulled me through some ugly things. Hallelujah. And I am standing here today because of his mercy and his grace. In Jesus' name, and I just want to test, I, well, I kind of want to exhort. It's testify, but you know what? Every minute of my life is a testimony because he has allowed me to live. Hallelujah. I just wanted to say that God's word is faithful, church, regardless of the circumstances that you're in, regardless of the situation, the trials and the storm, if you cling to his word. Because in the Bible it says that his words and his promises are yes and amen. So if you trust God, you have to trust his word. And you know, right now I can prove it, that when you cling to the word of God and that you totally give your heart and trust him, he will move mountains for you. He not only gives you the authority to do so, he will do it for you, church. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. And I give him glory. I give him praise because his word is faithful. And this is what he tells you today. Hallelujah. Because he has set his love upon me. It's in Psalms 91, verse 14 through 16. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him and set him on on high. Because he has known my name, he shall call upon me. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Church, he didn't leave you here like orphans. He is here for you. He is here for you. Cling to him in the name of Jesus. Now let's pray. Father, I thank you.
2: God, of you, yeah. I want to know you more, I want to know you more, you call me to live a life, All life separate, All life that knows you, Lord, all my praise, I want to know you, Lord, I want to lift you up, yeah. yes, Lord. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for every believer here, God. God, we pray that you would have your way in this time of worship. Come on, everyone say it. Amen. in your glory, and our shame dissolved in the depths of your mercy, for we are devoted. Yes, we are devoted, Whoa. With the sound of your praises. our future lies in the hope of our Savior. For we are devoted. And yes, we are devoted. Whoa, oh, woah yes, We are devoted to know. You. Your light will shine in the darkness. Your light Your voice in your life Your life will shine in the darkness Your life will shine in the dark, in the dark Whoa As we sing this out as a church, come on, as a chorus. Right now, if there's some things in your life that God is overcoming in your life that you need to come before the Lord right now, I want you to sing this right now, knowing that there's a Holy Spirit. Come on, there's a Holy Spirit that has come to set you free. Come on, there's a Holy Spirit that comes and breaks the bondage of sin over your life. Come on, breaks the bondage of guilt. Come on, whatever it is, whatever it is. We strong hold of the enemy. You would share in this time. close in this place if that word is for you come on maybe you lost your passion for your first love come on maybe you're not as excited as to read the scriptures as you once were come on maybe you're not believing that God still answers prayer whoever you are come on God is wanting to stir up your passion come on he's drawing us back to the first love this morning come on if that's you right now I want you to lift your hands no shame come on Lord God, i don't want the fire to go down god with worries and all the things i have in life god i want to remember what it's all about what i'm made for what i was put on this earth for to give you glory to praise your name come on right now would you lift your hands come on and just begin to raise them and just ask the lord to come and put a fire in your heart a fire in your belly come on holy spirit do it in us god we don't want to fake it God, we don't want it to be something ingenuine, God, but we want your spirit to come and awaken our soul, God. Come and awaken our soul this morning. All across this place, God, come. Come like you did in Pentecost. Come like you did in Pentecost, God. Oh, God, when you came in fire, when you came in fire, and your disciples spoke your word boldly, come do that right now. If that's you, come on, ask the Lord. Come, come. Stop praying. Don't stop praying. Come on. Cool. Just because the music's not going long. Come on. Right now, we can be passionate for God right now. Yes. Come on. In Jesus' name. That passion for your name, God. That passion for your name. Oh, God, I don't want to be consumed with anything else. God, help me be me. Oh, Lord, even myself. Jesus. Help me not to put things. What you're doing here on this earth. Oh Lord, give me your heart. Come on and tell me. So I wanna be passionate for you. I wanna be sold out for your name, from your kingdom.
3: want to sing that part again we will overcome hallelujah that's a promise from revelation twelve eleven right there it's a promise that when you have jesus that testimony of who you were and who he's changed you to be that brings you to victory right there anytime the devil tries to tell you no no you're gonna fail you say no devil i've already overcome Because of the blood of the Lamb, I've already overcome. Let's sing
4: that. Hallelujah.
3: Children, follow the children's ministry leaders over here. To my left, your right. Ooh, man, God is good. Wow. (laughs) Well, I just want to welcome you to Metro Praise International Church. My name is Vanessa Vitale. My husband and I are pastors over the Encounter Night Life Group every Sunday night. At 5 p.m. here at the church. But right now, I want to share with you a special message from the word of God, the gospel that saves the souls of men. And I want to hit it from an angle of my past, my testimony, amen? (laughs) Coincidence, I think not that we're singing this song. Um, I want to share with you a Bible verse that really ministered to me when I was lost when I didn't have Jesus, when I was in deep depression. It's Isaiah chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. And as it's up there, it says, Come now, this is the Lord speaking, Let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I remember when I was lost and I didn't know Jesus. And I grew up around hypocritical Christians that weren't serving God but telling me I was going to hell. But they weren't giving me the hope of salvation. I remember thinking, God doesn't want me. God doesn't want me. He doesn't want anything to do with me. I've screwed up too much. I've done too much bad. How can I come to God? I had this shame over my life from all the mistakes I have had made. Now I had been going to a Christian youth group before I was born again, so I was around Christians and stuff like that, you know, but really it came down to a message being preached on this. I remember when I saw this, I thought, wow, Can God really give me a clean slate? Can God really give me a second chance? Can he really turn my sins that are as red as blood and wash them away? Can he really do that? And the answer for today for all of you here is yes. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who hurt you. It doesn't matter how much you think it's your fault. The blood of Jesus that he spilled for you when he sacrificed his life on that cross, when he died and rose again, that sacrifice, that blood is like bleach. It washes away that blood sin, the color of crimson from your life, that shame, that guilt, his blood is enough. His sacrifice is enough for you. There's no excuse. I know you might feel afraid and on the inside you're trembling, but his word promises That if you come to him and you let him wash you clean, you just say, Lord, here I am. I want to know you, Jesus. I might not know a lot, but I want to know you. You come to him, you get prayed for, so someone could stand in agreement with you. You will be able to eat the good from the land. You will see eternal life. You will not perish. Your soul will not perish in the lake of fire. You will have his salvation that he has for you but if you rebel and resist him today and you resist his love you resist how he gave it all for you on that cross today i can't promise you that salvation his word doesn't promise that but today i'm believing that you will not resist the tug of the holy spirit on your heart because let me tell you something i was messed up and i didn't think god would want me But when I heard that God wanted me, that was enough for me to say, yes, Lord. I'm tired of doing it my way, God, because my way has failed. I'm tired of having so many arguments against you, God. My arguments mean nothing because I'm empty. I'm lost without you, Jesus. And it was when I hit that point that God turned my life around." And I want to challenge you, if you feel that way, you're feeling the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart, when we have our little greeting video playing, I want you to go and get prayed for by Monique and Chris right here. They're going to be standing right there. Even if during this time when I'm praying, if you want to go and get prayer, go. Even if you're feeling like you backslidden, it doesn't matter. Even if you already know Jesus and you feel like you backslidden, I want you to go get prayer, get right. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that when we come and accept that sacrifice, Lord, that you wash away our sins. Though they're red like scarlet, you'll make them as white, or you'll make our lives as white as snow. You'll give us a second chance, a clean slate, a fresh start. We will be born again into our new life, Lord God. And Jesus, I just pray that. Your Holy Spirit would draw whoever's in this room feeling that tug, that they would be compelled, God, by your Holy Spirit to go and get prayer and make it right today, and that they would stop running. Because I know that if they walk away from here and walk out those doors, that they will walk with a guilt, they'll walk away with a shame, and they'll walk away the same way they came, empty, God. But I know, Lord, if they trust in you, they will know you, God. Thank you, Jesus. For those of us, Lord, who have come to you, Lord, we have overcome. And our testimony is what we stand on in your blood, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says amen. Hallelujah. You can praise the Lord. (laughs) If y'all would stand to your feet with me, we are going to recite our confession of faith. This confession, we have it up here because this is our Christian worldview. We don't want anybody walking through here not knowing what we're about, what we believe in as Christians. This is what we believe. And we believe in this together as a body of Christ. So if you can't see this and you would like a hand, you know, a printout copy, you can raise your hand and our ushers will bring a copy to you. And if everybody's good, we're going to rec- recite this on the count of three. One, two, three. I believe in one God and creator, who is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Father who so loved the world, the Son who purchased my salvation in his death, burial, and resurrection, and the Holy Spirit who makes me new and abides in me forever. I believe in the perfect Holy Bible that reveals God's purposes and plans for my life. I believe in the second coming of Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. I believe in the eternal reward of believers in Jesus, and the eternal punishment for all unbelievers in Jesus. I believe in the United Church of Jesus Christ, built upon apostles and prophets, elders and deacons, in which the gates of hell shall not prevail. I believe in the salvation for all mankind. It is by faith alone, in Christ alone, by God's grace alone and for the glory of God alone, amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and greet your neighbor. Greet someone you've never met before. Shake hands, give hugs, make people feel loved, and get prayer over here if you need it.
5: your first time here we want to welcome you to MPI please raise your hand if this is your first time here and one of our ushers will bring you one of our brochures there you go right over there thank you so much for joining us here at MPI we have two main services Sundays at 10 a.m. Fridays elevate youth service at 7 p.m. come on elevate make some noise Yes, good to have you here here at MPI we have a vision loving God and loving people if you're ever wondering what is that church about we're about loving God and loving people amen the two greatest commandments and this is how we live that out here through this discipleship strategy it's threefold connect mentor and send we want to make sure that number one you and I were all connected to Jesus everybody say Jesus and then you get connected to one of the life groups Life groups are places where disciples share life, doing these various activities, whether you want to worship, pray, go out, evangelize, reach out to uh, ladies who are thinking about abortion, anything. It's right up there. This is a complete listing of what we have going on at MPI. This is how you can share life. And on the back of your announcements is a complete listing as well. So here's what we have going on this week. Tonight we have Encounter Prayer and Worship Group at 5 p.m. Childcare is provided. This is for all ages. Wednesday we have King's Kids Ministry from the, all the way from little babies all the way up to 11 years of age, teaching them the ways of the Lord, going through various activities um, that's appropriate for their age. And then Friday we have Adult Bible Study at my house. Childcare is provided. We're starting at 7 p.m. Guys, we're having a great time going through God's Word, worshiping, praying, uh, uh, accountability, breakout groups, good stuff happening Friday nights, come on and join us, we want to connect with you. And then Saturday Evangelism Life Group at 5 p.m., please talk to Pastor Deanna, they're going throughout the city of Chicago, different locations, bringing the Word of God, amen? We want to get you guys connected. We want you guys to find a place, something that you enjoy doing here and and just do it for the glory of God, amen? And after you get connected, we wanna make sure that you get mentored going through the one-on-one discipleship. You meet with one of the leaders here at the church at a time that's convenient for you. So please get mentored. And then after you do the one-on-one, you graduate and you go into the 201 class with Pastor Jared, Sundays at 8 a.m. Because we want you to be trained up. God wants you to be trained up so that you can be sent out into the world. That's the third part of our discipleship strategy, get sent out. God wants to use you. Everybody say, God wants to use me. Point at yourself. Yes, to impact the world around you. And we have a goal of 100,000 disciples here in the city of Chicago, 50 churches here and 500 all around the world. Come on, if you believe that, say amen. 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 God is doing it. So please, it's time to prepare for our tithes and offerings. Please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 16.2. We are on lesson 13. The title of this morning's lesson is, The Tithe is Mandated for All, found in 1 Corinthians 16.2. This right here is a room of disciples. You guys, are it's a room full of leaders. If you're called to this church, let me tell you, you are a leader. And God is going to use you in every area of your life. And he's going to go deep. And here here we're talking about finances, something people sometimes don't like to talk about. But it's important because it's something that God mandated. Some people say, I don't believe in tithes and offerings. Well, that's very convenient for you if you don't believe in tithes and offerings, right? But guess what? God is going to use that finance to, to work in his church. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need that, but he works through this church, and this church, we do need the finances to pay the bills, right, and to impact the communities around us and everything that we have going on. So if you're with me in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, let's read. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Amen? Here are some the main points to this passage. Number one, the early church met on Sundays, just like we do here. The first disciples changed their main meeting day from the Jewish Sabbath, which was Saturday, to Sunday, the first day of the week, because it was the day Jesus raised from the dead. This is why 2,000 years later, Christians still make Sundays their main day of worship. Another point we can take from this passage is set aside a sum of your income. Notice how Paul refers to the tithe by teaching, set aside a sum in keeping with your income. This helps us understand that the early church followed Malachi's instructions and gave one tithe from their total income like how Jacob did before the law came came with its different regulations and giving. And number three, Paul collected the tithe. Since Paul was the Corinthian's apostle and overseer, he was trusted with the task of gathering the tithes and using them for God's kingdom. Just like in our times, Paul needed to provide for the teachers among them, care for the poor, and cover the church's expenses. So when you give your tithe, the leadership collects it and uses it for the glory of God. Amen. Do you guys believe we're taking the tithe and using it for the glory of God? Amen. Amen. Let's summarize this. Follow the pattern of the first disciples by setting aside your tithe, giving it to the church every time you receive an increase. And how can we apply this to our life? Repent if you haven't been faithful in setting aside your tithe every time that you've received an income. Just come to God, say, Lord, I haven't trusted you with this. I haven't been responsible. Forgive me. I want to do better. Give me wisdom with my finances. And number two, be faithful either in person or online to give your tithe to the church for the kingdom of God. We've made it very simple. You can give on a Sunday morning. We can give online, whatever is convenient for you. But just be responsible, amen, with that money that God has blessed you with and myself as well, amen? Let's stand to our feet and let's recite this confession together. The tithe was implied with Cain and Abel, revealed to Abraham, established in the law of Moses, and is still relevant for today. It comes with a blessing and a curse. It must be qualitative, a priority, and a faithful practice in our lives. The tithe advances the kingdom of God, tests our maturity, breaks the attitude of greed through obedience, is mandated for all, and brings us into partnership with God and his church, amen. Anytime that you give your tithe here at MPI, it goes to the general fund to pay for the bills, to pay for the lighting, electricity, all that good stuff. Anything that you give after that becomes your offering. You decide where that offering goes, whether to missions or to building. And this year, we're taking a missions trip. Amen? Come on. We're going to the Philippines, and we're going in power, right? God's going to use your giving to provide for that trip happening at the end of 2014. If you want more information about that, just saying, hey, I want to know what's happening. Talk to myself. Talk to k and who are the ones who are heading it, heading it out. Um, we want you guys to partner with us because God's going to do something awesome. So make sure that you circle on your envelope, whether you want missions or building. And if you have any prayer requests, please let us know. We want to partner with you in prayer and what God is doing in your life. Amen. Let's recite this scripture together. Acts 20, 35. The Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for every giver in this place. God, I pray that you would pour out your blessings upon them. Father, I pray for wisdom to be poured out in this place. Anyone who's struggling with their tithe, being faithful in that, I pray for repentance to come forth, dear God, and just wisdom, and that you would honor that, dear God, in in every person's life in this place. pray that you would be glorified and that our finances, this resource, this tool that you've given us would be used for the kingdom of God and that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said Amen. Come up as you give. Thank you.
6: It is time. Can I get a woop woop for Jesus? Woop woop. Come on. Welcome to Metro Praise International. Okay, so open up your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. We are in a series called the Beatitudes. Everybody say Beatitudes. It's the attitudes for the kingdom. Come on. The Beatitudes are the attitudes for the kingdom. I'm so excited. I feel like rapping. I feel like rapping. I need my DJ. Where's, where's Ishmael? Come on, let's give it up for Ishmael. Dude, I want you just to stay up there. Come on, where's Vinny? Get Vinny up on the keyboard. Today's going to be a fun day. And then it's going to get really serious, okay? So we're going to have a lot of fun, and it's going to get really serious. But I want to have some fun right now as we're getting. Let's give it up for Vinny as he comes. Come on, rocking rockin that Afro puff. Woo! You never know what's going to happen around here. Okay, so here's the deal. Man, I almost want to cry right now. Bethany and Hannah, are you guys getting ready? Okay, so here's the deal. We have been going through a whole series on the Beatitudes. Give me a little beat when you're ready. I want it to be heavy bass. I want our neighbors to hear about it. There we go. Oh, 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 give it to me. Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot,
4: oh. Oh, <laughs>
6: we just don't win there. Can I get a hey? Can I get a oh? What? Well, when I say Jesus, everybody say Christ. Say it, Jesus. Jesus. Well, when I say holy, everybody say go. Say holy. Say it, holy. Well, the Beatitudes are the attitudes. The Beatitudes are the attitudes.
4: The Beatitudes are the attitudes for the kingdom of God. Scream! Ah! Oh. I, okay. Oh,
6: oh. Where is Ulysses? He said he could rap. You want to help me? Do you want to help me? Come on, give it up for Ulysses. Oh my goodness, you know this brother it looks like a rapper right here. It just got quiet real quick. Just keep that going while we, while we discuss. You want to you do like a little chant? You want to help me do backup? Okay, let's get into this mic right here. Come on. Come on. the attitudes. They're the attitudes of the kingdom. I need a gospel. Come on, Desiree. Come on, give it up for Desiree. Come on, honey. Need... We just done went off the rails. No, you coming. Don't even. You... Go. Okay. 6-2 soldier from Foley Representing Jesus Christ and his holy name all the pimps and the players Still in the game, you better check your block Jesus is knocking on your door Before you get rocked in the block Jesus Christ is gonna take you to the top Better stop Oh, when I say Jesus, everybody say Christ Say Jesus, say Jesus But when I say holy, everybody say
2: no Say it holy, say it holy well when I say heaven, everybody say no, say heaven. Yeah, heaven. Well yeah. when I say hell, everybody say no say in hell, no say hell, don't be good.
6: don't hit the button. bless Jesus, I was going to say God bless Jesus, God bless you for letting us do that. So we're going to make this fun, my kids are terrified right now, and uh, there's nothing to be terrified for. So let's go up and read this scripture, because we've been on this thing this whole month, and, and actually last month, February, the Beatitudes are the attitudes for the kingdom. We're going to read verses 1 through 8. And then my kids, my ninas, are going to quote all eight of them from memory. And what I have been bribing them with. Nancy, can you open this for me, please? And so I have challenged you guys. Oh my gosh, look at you. Take me there, man. Come on,
4: Miami, man. Take me there.
6: right here, come on, if you are a visitor, I just want to say thank you for coming, I was going to say we're normally not this crazy, but that would be a lie, because there is always some kind of crazy going on at the Metro, amen, we're going to read this, and then my kids are going to quote it, and then I'm going to give you guys the chance to win some candy. Because I said this whole last two months, if y'all could do it, I'm going to give you guys some treats. Does anybody want some treats today? Are we going to pretend like we're too spiritual, too healthy for candy? No, we're not going to do that today. Amen. God forbid. i got chocolate up here. i got Reese's Pieces. Anybody like Reese's Pieces? Man, this is like all the best right here. Anybody got just the, just sometimes you just got to have some sweetest fish. You know what I'm saying? Like you just get that taste. Man, I need some sweetest fish. Anybody from the way back? Mike and Ike? This is an old-school candy right here. Come on. And now they're coming out with that new stuff right here. Cookie dough bites. Anybody? No, everybody scared everybody. Get that down. Okay. Matthew 5, 1 through 10. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Every time you say blessed or see blessed, would you shout it out? Can you say blessed? Okay. blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Somebody shout bless. Alright. Now guys, just give us a second here because I'm going to have my two daughters just do this. Now I just want to say, they have already done it for daddy. They have already received their reward. And now they're going to do it in front of you guys. And this is where they probably wish they were PKs are excited. Okay girls, are you guys ready? the Trinity mean? Oh and who is the Trinity? The 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 Holy Spirit. One. Amen. Okay, little warm-up, little warm-up there. Okay, you guys ready to do all eight Beatitudes from memory? And you know Daddy loves you no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of you girls. You've done so good. Okay? I think I made them nervous when I put up my hand. Now, which one of these do you guys want? Because I'm going to give you guys a whole nother box. Which one do you want? You want that cookie dough one? Thank you, guys. You know what type it is. Which one do you want, Bethany? You want the mic? All right. Let's give it up for Bethany and Hannah. Come on. Okay. Now I need Pastor Berto, my man in the back. Let's give it up for Pastor Berto Coyvanio. Go- he is going to take around the mic And we're going to start with some of the elders and deacons That said that they got the whole thing committed to memory as well So we're going to start with some of those who already said they came ready So let's start with our Bible teacher, Pastor Jared. Alright, Pastor Jared.
0: Matthew 5, 3-10 Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God
6: of heaven instead of kingdom of God first mistake you are a little nervous. Which kind do you want right here? Just shout it out. Come on, baby. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay, who else of the elders and deacons will work our way down go from there? Okay, Cynthia in the back. you got to come to the front, rather. Come on, give it up for Cynthia Hernandez. Yes, go to the front. Front and center, woman of God.
3: the blessed, are those who are blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for they will inherit the kingdom, or because mm. they're, they're, theirs is the kingdom of
6: heaven. Amen. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. Still got plenty to choose
4: from. Plenty to choose from.
6: All right. Good job. It'll skittle. Okay. All right.
0: All right. got to do it while you play the <laughs> drum. You, I can do it. <laughs> uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied or filled. Yep. Blessed are those, wait, hold on. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they meek, will seek. Meek. Oh, I'm sorry. Blessed, blessed. are the meek.
6: Oh merciful sorry. <laughs> we're, we're all wrong.
0: confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Am I going to have to do this today as well? Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they, for the theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes, <laughs> Amen. This
4: is
6: how we motivate you around here, right? Come on, you've been learning a lot of verses. <laughs> sorry, that was a little too much. What would you like on mama? Reese's, you know that's the what's up. Right there you go. Okay, any other L Oh Rachy Rach, teen Bible quiz champion of 95. There she is.
0: Come on. Ready. Do it.
1: Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 10.
5: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I'm making me nervous. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are the persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yeah,
2: yeah, come on. All
6: right, yes, which one do you want? Yeah, Starburst. Okay, so we'll move it now from the elders and deacons to the anybody in the congregation that would like to give it a shot for one of these wonderful prizes. Okay, an S.U.M. student, Jose, and then we'll go to Sister Lula. Come on. I'm gonna have to use my hand. Oh, I always say that I'm I'm have to use my hand. Josh, okay. Uh,
0: blessed are those who are.
6: Can you face them? Oh. I want them to see your beautiful presentation.
0: I I call this the Joe.
6: Yes. Oh, you're doing well. <laughs> But I shaved uh, mine Isn't that funny? Yeah, It's like the one day um, you wanted that <laughs> joke to work. It did um, not happen. That's okay.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for theirs is, uh, they will inherit the earth. Yes, sir. Um, blessed are those who thirst. That hunger and thirst for righteousness for
7: wait.
0: Oh, for they will be filled. Um Merciful. Oh blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Uh, Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will see see God. Blessed are blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For
2: this is the kingdom of heaven. Come on. Dude, that's what's up. That's what's up. Look
6: yourself up, man of God. What would you like? yeah! Come on. Forget the name of these. I love these. Airheads. Yeah, I love these. Okay, uh, Sister Lula, we'll go to you. We'll make it easy because there's a lot of people here Come on. Give it up for Sister Lula.
1: She's bold.
4: Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those that mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God and blessed are those that are persecuted for righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of
2: heaven. Woo, come on.
6: We got raisinets, Swedish fish, airhead runts, and um, butterfingers. Come on, let's get into the butterfinger bites. Give it up for Sister Lulu again. Amen, one, two, three, four, five. Who wants to keep going? We got five more. Oh, this young man. Come on, Jessica's son. And you know, what is his name? Jeremiah, man of God. No pressure.
8: <laughs> okay. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they will for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for their, for theirs is the kingdom
4: of heaven. Yeah! Woo!
6: All right, Jeremiah, you get butterfingers, raisinets, that sweetest fish, runs, airheads, airheads. Come on, give it up for them one more time. Awesome job. All right, four more, man. I am very... I am very impressed. I really am. I was going to do it for individuals, but now we're already down to this. I think we got four more people. All right, my brother right here. He's a new man. What's your name? Jason. Jason, Let's give it up for Jason. Come on. I
0: was trying to memorize these as we were going. Hey. But uh, let's see if I I get them. Uh, Might be a little mixed up. Uh, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Uh, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Uh, Blessed are those who thirst and uh, hunger for righteousness, because they will be filled. Come on. Um, (laughs) let's see. Uh, what else is after that? Uh, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Um, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Yeah, you've got pure heart. The pure heart. Oh, blessed are those who are pure in heart, because they um. They will see God? Yes. And uh, blessed are those who are hunted down for loving Christ. Yes. For theirs for their is this heaven.
6: Yeah. That's the modified Chicago version. Pick your best. Hey Amen. Let's give it up for my brother one more time. Just doing it. Three more. Come on. Isn't this fun? Three more. Come on. I know there's some more people that want to do it. Okay. Uh, Chris wants to try but who else? Did Adam raise his hand? Okay, Chris is ready. All right, let's so give it up for Chris Sinclair, Don't a.k.a. Say. Pittman or other way around. You <laughs> got to stand up, you gotta stand up and oh. you got to sing it, brother. I got to sing it. <laughs> just sing the first one. Just, just belt it out. I want your face to become red. I want your lips to shake. Give us the first one. Bless on the porn spirit. Can you take us there or is that not where
2: you're at? different but it's, it's take me where you're at blessed are the poor in spirit but this is the kingdom of heaven Woo!
6: yeah I was getting hot up here I thought you're gonna leave me hanging <laughs> I thought you're gonna leave me hanging on that one but thank you my brother
2: thank uh, you no, let's, let's hope that you did that so I can see the rest of it are mourn, yeah, spirit, uh, uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. start with uh, blessed. I'm sorry. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who uh, mourn, uh, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Uh, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are uh, It's on the the tip of my tongue, pure pure in heart. Uh, uh, For they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for there's the kingdom of heaven. Boom. Come on. Bam. Here you go, baby.
6: Get it on with them runs. Come on, give it up for Chris one more time. Amen. We got sweetest fish and raisinets. Come on, Tina want to get it on. Let's give it up for Tina.
7: Matthew 5, 3 to 10, um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they are, a
6: for theirs is,
7: okay, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, blessed are the meek, for they will um, inherit earth. Blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are... um Peacemakers. (laughs) Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are... um the, uh, those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for they will um, see God. There's the kingdom. There's the kingdom of heaven.
6: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's give it up for uh, Tina. Hey man, at least she got up and did it right. There's a lot of y'all who've been here this whole time. Y'all ain't moving yet. So we giving it up for these people. Uh, which one do you want? You want those little sweetest wish? You go fish. Hey, who is the last one? Okay, my brother in the back, that's the first one I saw. Was that the one you were thinking of? Okay, come on. For the raisinettes, for the glory of God. And raisinettes.
0: Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for God, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will. Can't remember. See God. Oh, uh, see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, uh, for they will. For they are the children of God. Yep. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, because. They will inherit the kingdom of heaven.
6: Yes, amen. Come on, good job, brother. <laughs> give him them raisinettes. And say your name into the mic so everybody can see it and all the single ladies can remember it. You gotta say his name into the mic. He's gotta say his name because he got that Diggs Casanova voice. Come on. Michael. What is it? Michael. Michael, let's give it up for Michael. <laughs> Couldn't hear it. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right, would you just uh, look at your neighbor, would you put on some, uh, let you guys play a little music, because I'm going to um, preach a message that I will probably start crying the moment I start talking about it, and I probably won't stop crying to the end of it, because my heart is really, really broken for the persecuted. So guys, would you play something soft in the background, let me get my thoughts, and would you talk to your friends about the Beatitudes, and what you've learned these last two months. Would you do that right now? Just play something. Thank you, visitors, for coming today. We love you. And for everyone that calls us their church, we love you too. start off this video, a sermon, with a video about the persecuted church, because we're talking today about blessed are those who are persecuted, and we're going to start with what's going on in India, even today around the world, and this will set the tone, as I said, for the rest of the message, so would you just give your attention um, to the screen as they're getting it ready to play.
9: Ajit and Ramesh were returning after baptizing seven believers. They were waylaid by a mob consisting of 65 RSS extremists. They paraded them through the marketplace and the roads. They took turns in severely beating them. The radicals had no mercy on them for they beat them in front of the onlooking people but no one helped. The radicals lodged a false complaint against them
1: they started simply beating us, as soon as they brought me out, they removed my shirt and my bunion. All that I could save from my house is the pants which I was wearing. Even that they wanted to remove, but I was holding on. They started assaulting the sister, then I objected that. So I was beaten with an iron rod here, and I still cannot raise my hand fully. And they simply started beating both of us, and sister was in their hands, and they took me out. And when I was out, one was holding on my hands and another one poured kerosene all over me and was taking a matchbox. And then they brought out the sister. They were searching for a rope to tie both of us together.
4: Choked my neck with his left hand and thought, we will throw you out of the train and pushed me towards the body. With the right hand, he started to punch me. Then he was beating
9: my chest and this ear and my job, jaw, jaw was jabbed on my right hand. Then he was, keep on till we will throw you after the train. Then I understood they planned murder You are watching pastors, Anil, John, and Josemore being beaten and abused by radical Hindus.
6: These are pastors On 25th of, of
9: November, 8.30 a.m., while they held Sunday worship, the Hindu radicals forcefully entered the house and attacked them. They were also beaten up and questioned right in the presence of the police. Police charged into Christian campuses in Mangalore, Karnataka. They barged into the churches and started to beat believers with sticks. Women were forced out of the church and police hammered young men with heavy blows. They even used guns and armored vehicles. They tried to break the windows of the churches. Here's a policeman using a tear gas bomb. It all started when Hindu radicals unleashed a row of attacks against Christians, starting from 14 September 2008. Even though the police were summoned, they never protected or turned up. A few angry youth protested against the police. That angered the police and they barged into churches and started to attack young, old men and women mercilessly. Police even barged into Christian educational institutions, and they had no mercy even on the women and children. What crime has a child committed? Where is the welfare of the innocent? Pastor Walter Massey's house was barged into by 25 youngsters who beat him with sticks. They beat him mercilessly till blood gushed out in the presence of his wife and daughter. The pastor kept lifting the name of Jesus even though he knew his life could be at stake.
6: I see these kinds of videos, my heart just breaks. So when we're talking about blessed are the persecuted, we're not talking about something that just happened a long time ago. We're talking about people that are alive today. Can you put on the stage lights for me, please? People who you may know if you're on Facebook. I have been reached out to by people from Pakistan, India, Nepal, I have traveled to India three times, and I have met these people face to face. They know people who have been martyred and have died. As a matter of fact, and I have these notes online, right now around the world, over 100,000 Christians die every year for their faith in Jesus. I want you to go to the notes and follow along with me, brother. Currently persecuted. Scroll down so they can see that. A hundred million Christians. Somebody say a hundred million. A hundred million are probably right now living in a persecuted area. Some of the worst nations are China, Nigeria, India, North Korea, Indonesia, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Somalia. There are three major causes of their persecution. Islam is number one communism is number two and Hinduism radical Hinduism is number three I don't mean to put this on every person that believes in Islam or every person that believes in Hinduism but these are their major sources of persecution the radical Hindus are not like the ones you see here today that are saying let's just be at peace do yoga they hate Christians because they're converting their nation and changing it from their roots And they don't think Christians should have the right to do that, to worship in their nation. Muslims have, by Sharia law, a command to kill the one who apostatizes. If someone changes their religion in Islam, they are commanded to kill him. And I can show you that in their own writings if we have time. So when you think about this today, I want you to know that this is what's going around the world. But that's not only what's happening around the world. There's persecution today. I want you to look down to different kinds of persecutions. There's verbal mockery, and that's happening already in places like Chicago. When we go out and preach the gospel, we are verbally mocked and ridiculed. When we go out and support the lives of the unborn at abortion clinics or at high schools, we are called fools. We are called uh, curse words, and they take the name of the Lord Jesus in vain all because we're trying to spare innocent lives. Some people have asked me, where have I received the worst kind of verbal mockery? In the inner city? No. At Mardi Gras with drunk college students, mostly of my culture, white. Drunk white people blaspheming the name of Jesus. That's where I've received. The worst mockery. Why? Because America is changing its direction. That's why I thank God we're a multicultural uh, church here today where some of you still have values of your families, where people, a lot, a lot of times, who have come from my background in America, have gone and lost their faith. Then there's public shaming. You're also seeing this now in the media. They're shaming Christians taking away their ability to do business, telling Chick-fil-A, if you, as a president of a company, use your profits to support the Christian agenda, we're not even going to allow you into Chicago. Uh, uh, We are so close to this, my friends. It was all over the news. A Wicker Park alderman resisted a business because he didn't like what the president did with that income. You can't even support Christians in office or Christian beliefs. Discrimination, hand in hand with public shaming. And then number four, shunning. There are right now teachers and universities that, if they don't believe evolution, they are shunned. You can see. Um, exposed or expelled rather with Ben Stein a documentary expelled about how PhD scientists when they simply say I believe in God and God is the source of all creation they are shunned and taken out of their universities we haven't had this happen in America but this is the next stage loss of property Christians and other nations and in history have lost their property As a matter of fact, one of the teachings of Islam is that once you are dominated by a Muslim-run country, your property will belong to them unless you become Muslim. Just the same thing with communism, what they did in Cuba. Many Christians suffer in Cuba still to this day. Imprisonment to put you in jail. Loss of basic human rights. Starving you, not feeding you. That is happening right now in North Korea. Right now. This is not... Uh, controversial. This is a known fact and I have the sources here and if you want them I can give them to you. North Korea has concentration camps. And upwards of 200,000 Christians are in those concentration camps. People have escaped and talked about the horrors. It's just like Nazi Germany. They're starving them. They're not giving them basic human treatment. And some people have gotten so desperate they have killed and eaten their own children. This comes from a person who was formerly in that concentration camp. You can read about her story. Physical beatings in India, torture, and then death. This is the ten kinds of persecution. And so today I want to say to you, if you are facing this in your family, verbal mockery, public shaming, discrimination, or shunning, I want to tell you don't get discouraged because blessed are you when you suffer and are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. And we want all of our friends, because we just sent over 600 books to Pakistan. And I can't always tell you all the details, and there may come a time I can't even mention that. But we have sent our books to Pakistan, and we say to them as well, blessed are you when you suffer for the kingdom of God. If you want to see a book that talks about all 10, read Torture for Christ by Richard Warmbram in Romania when the communists took over. He lost his property. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. He was put into prison. He was beaten. He was tortured. And his life was spared, but many he knew died. He said during the time of communism in World War II, by the way, in 1900, so the whole hundred years, the whole century of the 20th century from 1901 to 1999, do you know that communism killed over 100 million people, most of them their own? Their own people? Russia and China alone, they say, killed upwards of 75 to 100 million. When the communists took over Romania, Richard Rombrandt was given a choice. Either you renounce Christianity or you go to jail. And he, along with many other pastors, went to jail, and he wrote the book Tortured for Christ. And he said they shamed them and beat them so much that he said they actually enjoyed it. He said at one time they made them all be in a room without any bathrooms and then made them take their own urine and feces as communion. They said, eat your feces and drink one another's urine as communion. They would put them on crosses and then desecrate them with feces. They would lock them. Richard Wombrand was in solitary confinement by the communists for three years. Solitary confinement. He said he would be out there in the dead of winter. They would strip him of all his clothes, and they would throw water on him until he was about ready to freeze to death. Then they would bring him inside, just to warm up and and bring him back and do it again. This is how he was tortured, and you can read about that. Now I want you to see, look at Roman persecution, that picture. In Christian history, we were actually, for the first 300 years by the Romans, put into arenas to be eaten alive by wild beasts for entertainment. So when Jesus was saying these words, he knew not only were they going to crucify him, he knew that his disciples were going to face the same kind of treatment. How many disciples did Jesus have? How many? Twelve, thank you. Minus one, Judas hung himself, listened to their deaths along with some of the others that came after them. Stephen was stoned to death. James was beheaded. Philip was crucified. Matthew, the one who wrote Matthew's gospel, was beaten to death. James was stoned. Matthew was beheaded. Andrew was crucified. Mark, the one who wrote the Gospel of Mark, was beaten to death. Peter was crucified upside down. They were going to crucify him like they had others. And he said, his famous statement was, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus, so put my cross upside down because I'm not worthy to die like him. Paul, who wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, was beheaded. Jude was crucified, Bartholomew was crucified, Thomas, the one who fell at Jesus' feet, known as Downing Thomas, and declared, my Lord and my God, was speared to death. Luke was hung from a tree, Simon was crucified, and the books that you know as 1 and 2 Timothy, he was stoned to death as an old man. For 300 years in Christian history, this is how we were treated. Fox's book of martyrs tells some of the stories. Let me just read a few. Peter, he was a young man. He was of sound body and mind. He was beheaded because he refused to worship the goddess Venus. He said, I'm astonished that you would worship such a woman. She's debaucherous, and even your own records show it. He said, no, I shall offer the true God the acceptable sacrifice of praise and prayers. Then they stretched him out on a wheel, broke all of his bones, and then sent him to be beheaded. So they tortured him and then beheaded him. Why? Why? Because they said, worship this pagan goddess or you die. Remember the stories of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Either you bow to this idol you get thrown in fire. Remember the story of Daniel? Daniel, Either you stop praying to your God and pray to our God, or we're going to throw you in a lion's den. This is how the Christians live. First 300 years, it's history. You can look it up online or ask me for the links. I have it here. How about this? A woman, her name was Agatha. She was known to be beautiful and pious and this one Roman governor wanted to marry her, but she wouldn't. So what he did is he forced her into the life of prostitution, but yet she wouldn't do it. You know what he then did? He then scourged her in public with hot irons, tore her with hooks, stripped her naked, and then burned her alive. This is in history. Two young men in early church history, were taken through the streets, scourged and beheaded, all because they wouldn't renounce Jesus. Imagine this as well. Think about this, that there was one time, that history tells us, that 300 Christians were all placed in one fiery pit and burned for the public to see, 300 at one time. The stories of persecution can almost seem unbelievable when you live in a place like America. But I want you to see, go scroll down for me, please. I want you to see what it looks like in Nigeria, one of our worst places. These Nigerians were burned by extremist Muslims. You hear about this on the news, but not as much as Miley Cyrus and all this other nonsense. But this is happening upwards of 100,000. I have the links. You can go to persecution.com. They have just did this recently, but yet hundreds of them were burned alive in their churches. They'll come while they're worshiping just like we are now, and they'll nail the door shut with armed guards, and then they'll set the place on fire. You think that in this place they're worried about how long Sunday church goes? You think they're worried about the silliness of what kept some people home this morning. They came to church knowing that it could cost them their lives because they knew blessed are those who suffer for righteousness. My friends, I'm not saying this to shame us because we are broken for them. But will you be encouraged today? We need to face our persecution the same way. We need to face the things that come against us the same way. Scroll to the next one, please. You hear about suicide bombings? This is a picture of a church where two suicide bombers went in and blew themselves up in the church. Those are church pews, and these are Christians. When I was preaching a message like this a few years ago, some of you remember this. A man from Egypt was a part of our church at this time. Pastor Jared will remember. I couldn't even preach without him interrupting me because he kept saying, That's right, Pastor. That's what they're doing in my nation. He's only been here a few years. And he was shouting back, I'm hearing the stories. You all remember with the Egyptian uh, uprising and Mubarak and all that went on. This is what they were doing to the Christians. They were assaulting, dismembering, killing, torturing. I don't say this to just get a response, but I want you to hear Jesus' words. And I want them to mean something to you this morning. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Would you go to the notes number uh, seven, please? I want to give you three scriptures to what our response should be Rejoice, pray for our enemies. And endure it for the sake of Christ. Turn with me to Matthew 5.11. Matthew 5.11. Thank you for your attention this morning. Matthew 5.11 tells us what we as Christians should do when we're faced with this. See, Matthew 5.10 is the end of the Beatitudes. But right after the next verse, after he said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Listen to what he says. Verse 11 of chapter 5 of Matthew. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. If you noticed in those videos with the one from India, it was the police coming. Why? Because they will lie about them, and they'll tell these lies. The Christians have been lied about for no reason. For example... One of the things the Romans hated about us is that we believed when we took communion, it was in remembrance of Jesus' body and blood. But they accused us of being cannibals, eating our own children's body and blood. That's how lie, uh, much they lied about us. But people believed it, and they would torture us for those th- types of things, calling us cannibals. In India and in Muslim countries, they say that the Christians are terrorists, that they deserve this treatment, they deserve to be beheaded, they deserve to be burned alive. What lies they'll tell. What insults. But what does he say? Jesus said, rejoice and be glad. Number one thing we should do when we suffer persecution is rejoice and be glad. You say, but pastor, it's so horrible. Yes. Pastor, it is so hurtful. It is so painful. Yes. But we rejoice because we don't look to this world for satisfaction. We look for the reward that is great in heaven. Don't let some Muslim terrorist convince you of a lie that they get virgins in heaven and you get nothing. No, the Bible says that true believers who suffer for Christ, they get the reward of righteousness in the kingdom of heaven. We don't bribe our innocent people. See, they'll bribe them to go to war. Our people suffer, and we don't tell them to fight back. We say rejoice, rejoice. Jesus said that, not me. Because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Rachel, would you come, please? I don't want this to be a long message, but I want it to be a powerful one. Number two, pray for your enemies. Luke chapter 6, verse 28, quickly turn there with me. Luke chapter 6, verse 28. We rejoice even in America when we suffer, because God has made us strong to endure these things one woman who underwent such hard suffering during Nazi Germany's reign of terror was asked how can I be ready when suffering comes one Christian asked her "Uh, how can I be ready and I know many of you are probably thinking the same thing I don't know what I would do I don't know if I could endure that I would want to fight back I don't know if I could do it you know what her answer was she said when I was a little girl and my dad would send me to the store he didn't give me the money until he opened the door and said, now go. And she said, in the same way, you may not see the strength right now, but when God opens the door and says, you have to walk through this, he'll meet you there and give you the strength. You may not see how you could go through something like this. They're not superhumans either, but they go through it because when they get to that point, God, give them, God gave them the strength. We pray for our enemies. Luke chapter 6, verse 28, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek also. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt from them. And here we see in India, they're shirtless being slapped. And yet they don't curse. And yet we want to fight for our rights. I'm not saying that we can't defend ourselves in a free country. I'm just saying, my friends, persecution doesn't go away just because you get angry and upset with it. Sometimes Christ is going to tell you, walk through this time of suffering. Walk through this, and I'll give you strength. I'll give you strength. I know you may not be going through what they're going through, and I don't want to try to compare, but some of you have been ridiculed and mocked by your family, and you don't know how you can make it through. God is saying, I'll give you strength. Some of you have lost your friends. You might have lost jobs. You might have had to change your career path. And God is saying, I'll give you strength. Lastly, endure it for the sake of Christ, Hebrews 12. Number one, we rejoice because great is our reward in heaven. Number two, we pray for our enemies and and we, we turn the other cheek when he tells us to. And lastly, we endure it for the sake of Christ. When they mock us, they ridicule us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, see these people have died and they've already gone before us. Since we're surrounded by their cloud of witnesses, like Peter crucified upside down, like Thomas spear, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run our race with perseverance that's marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You see, he gave us the faith and he'll perfect the faith. He won't let you lose faith in that situation. Don't turn your back on him and he will see you through. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. Oh, you're trying to scorn me? Jesus said, I scorn your shame. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They tried to embarrass him, and he said, I won't be embarrassed. Fix your eyes on Jesus, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down. the right hand of the throne of God, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Yeah, you get discouraged over hard times, so did Jesus. But he didn't give up. He didn't let it affect him and his mission. Richard Wombrandt in the book said that it came to a point he couldn't remember Bible verses anymore. They starved him and beat him. He couldn't even remember the songs that he had sung as a child to comfort him. And he literally said he could put together no good thoughts of theology. He couldn't grasp deep things anymore. But one thing, as they beat him day after day, he would say to himself, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I know Jesus loves me. I can endure this great pain and suffering because I know Jesus loves me. He said in those times when it was so cold and freezing that the heart of God would overwhelm him so much, he said it was like the love of God melted the ice of Siberia where he was jailed. He said God's love melted the ice and warmed his heart. What can we do in our times of persecution here in the U.S.? Well, you can Overlook it if you can. Maybe on your job, they make fun of you. They talk about you behind your back. Maybe your friends and family give you a hard time. Well, try to overlook it, you know. Move away from that situation. Number two, because we do have rights in this country, we are supposed to have religious freedom. Report it to the authorities. And then number three, pray for your persecutors. But like I said, what would you do if God asked you to be a missionary in India and there's no authorities to report it to? What can we do for these other nations, the people that we see suffering here, some of the ones that we're friends with on Facebook? And I would say, number one, don't give anybody money, even a Christian on Facebook, just like you would with homeless people, direct them to programs or direct them to our church. And so I don't get bombarded with more emails, send them to Pastor Berto. But we do help them, but sometimes even good Christians can get deceived because there's a lot of scanning going on. They know, uh, the bad people in these countries know that will support them and sometimes they'll lie and say help me and and they're doing it for bad things. So support it through the organizations. What can we do for them? We can pray for the persecuted people in their nations. You can remember them and teach them to your children like I'm teaching to my children. We need to pray for India. We need to pray for Pakistan. We need to pray for North Korea. Number two, support the missionaries and local leaders who do work in this nation. We're going to do that when we go to the Philippines. We're going to make sure that some of that support goes to the south where the Muslims have been attacking there as well. We want to make sure that our books go to Pakistan. They just printed out 600 of them. Helping Muslims see Christ in Christianity and our discipleship books. Praise God. Amen. The books your pastor has authored are in Pakistani hands right now. Hallelujah. And in the hands of people in Nigeria and in India. Number three, report the persecution to peacekeeping people and support those who protect Christians. So you'll see agencies online like persecution.org and Voice of the Martyrs and Open Doors and these different places. Support them. Pray for them. Pass along their information. Like a lot of you see Saeed. He's in Iran. He's arrested. You're, You're making that known to the public. And lastly, I want us to see these nations, and then we'll close in prayer. Go down to the prayer chart, please. Open Doors has given us the 50 main nations where persecution is happening. The worst country in the north and south, can you leave up? Please leave it up. I want you guys to see just the map there. They call this the 1040 window because 10 degrees latitude and 40 degrees latitude, if you would go across like this, you know, like a rectangle, you would see it goes right down the middle there through Africa, the Middle East, India, Southeast Asia, and to Asia. And in that, uh, the country there in South America, I can't recognize it, but I'll find it, Columbia. Now, I want you to see these nations as I read them off. Because I think in our church, the Bible says, Jesus said, my house would be called a house of prayer. We should at least read off these names and know that the Christians in these nations need our prayers. Amen. North Korea. And they're ranked in what the Christians believe is the worst places North Korea, Somalia, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, Maldives, Pakistan, Iran, Yemen, Sudan, Etria, Libya, Nigeria, Uzbekistan, Central Africa Republic, Ethiopia, Vietnam, Qatar, Turkmenistan, Laos, Laos, Egypt. Myanmar, Burma, Brunei, Colombia, Jordan, Oman, India, Sri Lanka, Tunisia, Bhutan, Algeria, Mali, Palestinian territories, United Arab Emirates, Mauritania, China, Kuwait, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Bahrain, Comoros, Kenya, Morocco. Morocco, Tajikistan, Djibouti, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Tanzania, and Niger. Would you stand to your feet with me? And would you pick a nation there and would you pray as we get ready to close out today? Visitors, thank you for enjoying the excitement and also the heartbreak. Come back next week and we'll continue to preach through the Sermon on the Mount. But right now, Christians, would you join with us? Just pick a nation and begin to pray for them right now. Band, would you come? Lord, we ask you to end the persecution and the pain and the torment that innocent Christians and families are facing all around the world. God, our problems today pale in comparison to what they're suffering. We pray for these concentration camps in China or rather North Korea. God, we pray for freedom democracy, the opportunity for them to live a a healthy life, God, for these African northern nations, God, where they'll butcher the farmer's legs off and leave them helpless and unable to care for their family, like in Somalia and Sudan, oh God, have mercy on these Muslim terrorists the Boko Haram terrorist group of Nigeria. We pray that they'll convert to Christianity. We pray that they'll stop burning churches. We pray for these Muslim nations, that they'll repent of this demonic violence, that they'll change, oh God, just like you changed Paul, just like you changed Moses, you changed me, that you'll change their hearts, oh God. We pray for 100 million suffering, persecuted Christians around the world in these nations today. Be with them, O oh God. God, I've heard the story in Colombia where the drug cartel murdered a pastor because he kept winning the drug dealers to the Lord in Cali, Colombia, right by Bogota. God, have mercy. Save these drug cartels, God. Save these drug cartels, even in Mexico. God, save them, oh God. Save them, oh God. Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Burma, Laos, Vietnam, oh God, even in the Philippines. Bring your gospel, God, through missionaries. Bring peace to these nations. In your mighty name, in your mighty name, Can somebody say amen? I want you to see this scripture. Let's praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. Let's praise him. Amen. He deserves it. Because we believe victory. We're not leaving out here sad, and nor would they want us to be that way. They want us to be broken in our heart, but not pitying them because God is moving through them. Amen. Here's what the Bible says. They get a special place in heaven. Those who have been martyred will be placed under the throne. And they will be clothed in white and given a garment all unto themselves. You see, we don't promise sex, money, and drugs in heaven. That's not the promise. The promise is you're closer to Jesus. Isn't that amazing? There's such a difference. The martyrs, you're not next to the altar. The Bible says you're under the altar. I don't know how that will be. Maybe it will be floating and they'll be underneath it or they'll be right by where the glory comes, the spout where the glory comes out. But it says, under the altar, they cry out in God's presence in their white robes that are just for them who given their life for Christ. And then the Bible says in Revelation 12, 11, for all of us, all of us, They triumphed over him, talking about the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. So do I got any disciples here that got the blood of the Lamb? Come on. Do I got any disciples here that got a testimony? And do I have anybody that's willing to say, my life for his glory, your life for his glory, amen? And let these last words, as the altar workers come, from Richard Warmbrandt, this precious brother from Romania, let these precious words encourage you. This is what he said after 14 years of being tortured. Oh, praise God. Whew, Jesus. Thank you, God, for giving me the grace to preach this message because, Lord, when I was in my office, you knew I couldn't even stop crying. Thank you, Lord. I just want to read this for you here. This is what Victor Plymeyer, uh, Richard Walmbrandt said. Before entering prison, I loved Christ very much. Now after having seen the bride of Christ, his spiritual body in prison, I would say that I love the underground church almost as much as I love Christ himself. I have seen her beauty and her spirit of sacrifice. Jesus made us his people to shine lights in this world. And if you will endure that persecution, that which you're going through, even if it's unfair on your job, you will show forth the beauty of Christ. Amen? Let's pray before we close out today. God, I thank you. I ask you to bless everyone here. May we all go in peace and in safety. And may we never forget those who are suffering around the world. May we love you. Lord, even more than we love our own lives. And for those today that may be suffering, if you're here, would you just raise your hand? We're not going to embarrass you. But if you've been persecuted, you've been shunned, you've been cursed at, you've been mistreated, you've been uh, abused maybe, would you just raise your hand? We're going to just pray. Father, all those here in this church, may they receive your comfort today. No matter what their family and friends have done to them, no matter how neglected they may feel, it hurts, God, and you know it hurts. It may not be the same hurt of India, but they're hurting today. I pray you encourage them. Ease their pain, comfort them, and give them joy in the midst of suffering. Let them know that the reward is great in heaven. Oh, God, and give them power to overcome. Lord, bless your people today. And may we never forget the closing beatitudes you gave us. And let us all say it together. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And everybody said amen. Can we bless them today? Praise God. Amen. You are dismissed. Go in peace. But if you would like prayer for anything, we're up here today. I know it's a heavy message, but we'll pray for anything in your life. Otherwise, we'll see you at Life Groups. God bless you. Thank you for coming.